folks, as you know, social media censorship is growing. The best way to support our video work for Israel is to subscribe to our video newsletter on PulseOfIsrael.com and to share our videos. If you are already a subscriber, then thank you. Shalom, shalom, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pulse of Israel here in our eternal and ancestral homeland, the Judean hills of the land of Israel. Um, those of you who have been following me know that I have been uh, pretty vocal, raising questions and concerns regarding the whole understanding and rollout of the Israeli government, of other governments, dealing with uh, this whole COVID-19 situation, and the shot is the only solution um, policy. Uh, one of the people who I spoke to already back in the beginning, March 2020, the very, very beginning, who really opened up my eyes to understanding a lot of information that was being censored from us all, as he himself was being censored and very much delegitimized, was uh, Dr. Zev Zelenko. And uh, I did a follow-up uh, question and answer deep dive with him back in February 2021 with the beginning of the 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 shot rollout here in Israel, went through tons of questions that people sent in, and we got his answers. And now that we're a number of months later uh, with more information, because millions of people are now after the, taking the shot, and here in Israel people had two, and now they're talking about giving a third, well, we are back to uh, find out more information and get more answers and be more educated uh, with Dr. Zelenko. So let's bring him in. Shalom, shalom, Dr. Zelenko. How are you? Good, thank God. Shalom. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure speaking to you. First of all, before we even get into the questions, how, how are you? How is your health? How are your family? I understand now you're, you're out of New York. Now you're in Florida. How's the adjustment been for, for you and your family? So thank God my health is, is fine. I, I feel much better. Um, I moved to Florida for that reason. And also the policies in New York were becoming so tyrannical that uh, they were approaching those of Israel. So I decided to leave uh, New York and, and come to a, a more free state like Florida where um, I don't have, I'm not being chased by mask Nazis or, or people throwing syringes in my direction. Okay. Well, everything should go well for you and your family and uh, your new home in Florida. Perfect. Um, I have a number of questions that people that people have given me, and if people give me some more questions, I'll, I'll raise them as well, I'll, I'll, depending upon our timing. But before we go into the specific questions, since we last spoke and went through all the questions back in February 2021, any, you're any smarter, any more information about the situation we're going through today at this moment you can share with us? I have wonderful information that uh, COVID-19 is so easy to treat and so easy to overcome and both prevent uh, prophylactic measures and, and treatment measures. Um, however, if you miss that week, first week window, it becomes horrific and almost impossible to treat. So the good news is that if you act responsibly and intervene in the very beginning with a cocktail of antiviral drugs, some of which are even over the counter. Uh, you could, uh, you know, reintegrate this into society without fear. You don't need to take any poison death shots, and um, you could essentially uh, say goodbye to the fear. And uh, 
So that's the wonderful news. I also have wonderful news that anyone who took the shot and now is considered extremely high risk for dying in the next few years, um, I have a suggestion that there's a way to prophylax yourself also to prevent the detonation of the ticking time bomb that you put into your body. Um, that uh, also, if you're interested, I can advise you how to do that as well. Well, that was one of the questions I actually received. And I'll just say the question, and, and, and please, if you can give that information, people who have taken the shot, um, but yet they are now scared because of potential risks because they took the shot, what can they do uh, to, to, to mitigate those risks? So instead of getting into he said this and they said that, um, um, what I ask of the audience is not to make the same mistake that you did with your government by bowing down to the uh, the about the Zara of your government and the vaccine. Instead, don't listen, don't believe me, but listen to what I'm saying and then go and use your head and I'm going to give you specific sources and do your own due diligence and come to a conclusion. Because it's not about uh, who's right, it's about the truth. And so what I'm about to tell you is based on the opinions of world leaders in the field. So, for example, what is the concern about the poison death shot? And the answer is that um, in the first three, in the acute setting, the first three months, from the moment of injection until around three months, your body becomes a spike-producing factory. According to the Salk Institute from San Diego, look it up, they said that you produce trillion, every cell in your body becomes a spike factory. You produce trillions of spikes that line the inner, the endothelium, the inner aspects of your blood vessels. And as your blood cells flow through it, they rupture or get damaged and cause a blood clot. And when that happens, if it happened in the heart, you have a heart attack in the brain, a stroke, and so on. So the first, the acute death, uh, and even the American government is admitting to 9,000 deaths already. I mean, 450,000 adverse events, but they're admitting to 9,000 deaths. The number is closer to 200,000, in my opinion, because that system has been proven to only report 1%, 1% to 10% of actual deaths. So You're referring to the numbers in the VAERS system. Correct, yeah. And um, reports are not being filed, and filed reports are being scrubbed off the system. All this has been documented, and so there's an active attempt to suppress the side effect, now the knowledge of side effects in order to preserve the false narrative. Okay, so the first, if you survive, you're lucky enough to survive the first three months, so you're out of the acute death phase, and now you fall into the, um, the subacute death phase. And that's usually like from three months to three years, and that's based on a concern. Now, who's saying this? Dr. Luke Montague, who discovered HIV virus, won the Nobel Prize in medicine, lives in France, said the following, that this global vaccination is the most largest existential threat in the history of humanity. It is um, potentially genocidal. And I'll explain to you why he said that. Uh, Dr. Malone, who invented the mRNA vaccine technology, has come out against its use completely. He's saying that it is not safe. The government is lying to you. The guy invented the stuff. And then there's Dr. Michael Yidden, the former head of the vaccine development for Pfizer, he was asked about a statement that Professor Cahill said from Ireland that she feels in the next two years, 90% of the people were will, will be dead that got vaccinated. 
So he was asked his opinion. He said he wouldn't go that far. And he also said that for every one child that dies from COVID, 50 will die from the vaccine. So the problem, uh, the concern, the suffix, is that you develop antibodies that may kill you once challenged with the actual virus. And why is that suffix there? Well, it's based on animal models. In the animal models, uh, ferrets and, and mice, um, when vaccinated, those animals developed a very robust antibody response. But then when challenged with the virus that they've been uh, immunized against, a large percentage of those animals died. And the, the, the doctors figured out that it was due to an exaggerated unhealthy immune reaction. So you're going to say to me, well, maybe humans are different. And the answer is maybe. But here's a big problem. Those studies were never done to exclude that from happening. What do you so, mean? Exactly what I said. That usually takes seven to ten years to bring a vaccine to market. And then it takes that long to exclude all side effects, to at least get to know what the side effects are to see how effective it is. Now, this vaccine was rushed to human use from lab to human use within a year. The long-term phase three trials that would have excluded antibody-dependent enhancement or pathogenic priming were not done. So you are the experiment. I actually, I actually wrote something the other day um, uh, highlighting that this is an experiment. And someone uh, commented, millions of people around the world have gotten this shot. How much longer are you going to call it experimental? How would you respond to that? Well, well, it's not experimental when it comes to the acute death. It's known. In other words, uh, in the first phase, the first three months, we can very comfortably say that it's killing hundreds of thousands of people and maiming millions more. Um, so that you're right, it's, that's not experimental, that's known. Regarding the longer term of uh, concerns, regarding uh, what I t called pathogenic priming, or the risk of autoimmune diseases in the future, or the increased risk of cancer, or the ri increased risk of infertility, all of which have now been not been excluded, and the known risk of miscarriage in the first trimester, uh, according to the New England Journal of Medicine, paper, if you look carefully to the analysis, you'll see that women that were, were immunized in the first trimester had an 8x increase in miscarriage from 10% to closer to 80%. Now, to be honest, with this preliminary data, it may change when we have more data, but at this point, it's very concerning. It's horrific. And so either way you want to look at it, uh, and I'll say it another way, no one needs this vaccine. This is the big lie. This is the, uh, the, how the Israeli public has... Uh, usually I thought Jews were smart, but I'm beginning to doubt that. Because y you have not asked the right questions. Question number one, if this vaccine is so effective and you already had two shots, why are the two countries, Israel and Seychelles, which is an island nation in the Indian Ocean, who are the most vaccinated in the world, having outbreaks of the virus, if it was so effective. And if you're going to tell me that this vaccine was not was not designed for Delta virus, why would you take the third of the same thing? Well, people are saying, I mean, I'll ask a doctor, wait, no, the first two shots were enough to deal with the initial 
virus, but variants, you, you, you need a booster in order to deal with the variants. That's what the science is telling us. That's, that's what the doctors are telling us. That's completely not true. That's completely not true. And also, the following is true, that if every single person in the, uh, in the world would get COVID-19 with no treatment, the death rate would be less than a half a percent worldwide. Now, I'm not advocating that because it's a lot of people, but if we globally immunize, like Bill Gates said, 7 billion people, um, the death rate will be closer to 40 to 50 percent. We're talking about billions of people dead. That's the risk. So what, you, what, what, what has been done, and let's, let's look at things in, in an intelligent way. There's still hope, I believe, that Jews could figure things out. That if you look at the demographic of 18 or younger, the risk of death, the chance of recovery from COVID-19 in the young population is 99.998% without treatment. That's according to the CDC, 99.998%. So basically, here's the following. Anyone who's allowed their children to get vaccinated is, is guilty of child abuse and uh, potentially murder. And it's a horrific thing that you've done. And don't do it again. Do truly. Now, what Naftali Bennett um, said and created a sense of panic that the vaccines were going to expire and one day 18,000 children were vaccinated um, is, is the epitome of evil. In my opinion, the Israeli government is... And by the way, I'm not an anti-Zionist anti and I love my land. I love my people. My, my soul hurts for Israel. But with that said, I, my strong feeling is that the current Israeli government is a reincarnation of Joseph Mengele, and actually even worse. Wow. So you have a demographic that has a near 100% chance of recovery with no treatment. Yeah, why would I put an experimental death liquid into, the, into a demographic that has 100% or near 100% chance of recovery? According to Michael Yidden, the director of vaccine development for Pfizer, he says for every one child that would die from COVID, which is one in a million, 50 will die from the vaccine. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? And the demographic between 18 to 45 has a 99.95% chance of recovery without treatment. These people are all going to get better. What are you doing? Why would you inject an experimental death liquid into yourself? Because your government said so. You're mamish. Now, then... Let me ask you a different question. Someone who had COVID and now has antibodies, natural produced antibodies are a billion times more effective in protecting you than artificially produced vaccine-induced antibodies. Why would I vaccinate that demographic? And then let's take the high-risk group that has a 7.5% chance of death, which is true. But if you prophylax them and treat them properly, you read the, all the data, this is a medical fact, Dozens of studies have shown this, that if you treat people early with the onset of, uh, with the onset of symptoms within the first few days, you can reduce the death and hospitalization rate by 85%. So in America, for example, out of the 600,000 dead Americans, we could have prevented 510,000. So basically, there's no medical necessity for this poison death shot. Right. So either way you want to look at it, you don't need it. There are effective ways to treat COVID. In, mo in most cases, you don't even need to treat it. And yet, you're going to take a, a substance 
that has already been shown to, to murder hundreds of thousands of people, and you're going to put that into your body? I'll show, there was a, a, a clip that I saw where there was a vaccine clinic, people online, and the ambulance is taking out someone who is actively seizing, yeah. and, and the sheep just keep on walking in. Yeah, I saw that. So it, it's unbelievable to me. Basically, this vaccine is um, Zyklon V. And the whole point of COVID-19, it's brilliant, it's a global psyop, was to create global panic and then to use that panic to motivate the sheep to choose to walk into the gas chamber to take an experimental death liquid called Zyklon V. V for vaccine. Wow. So... At this point, I'm going to tell you this, Israeli people, my people. Um, if you are still going to follow the recommendations of your government, when all the evidence, you know, from the University of Tel Aviv, a study came out that people vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine are eight times more likely to get the South African variant of COVID. University of Tel Aviv, look it up. Don't believe me. Right. Look it up. So listen, the, the concept here is you have to use a zinc ionophore with zinc, gun in a bullet. The zinc is the one that inhibits the viral virus from replicating, and the, the zinc ionophore delivers it. There are four zinc ionophores that are uh, effective. One is hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and then there's two that are available over the counter. One is called quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. TIN. It's a green. It's a, a bioflavonoid plant derivative, and together with vitamin C, is very effective in getting zinc into the cell. And there's another one called EGCG, which is a green tea extract. It's also a zinc ionophore. It gets zinc into the cell. If you get enough zinc into the cell, it will inhibit RNA-dependent RNA polymerase, and it will shut down. Listen, people. Every variant. It will shut down every single variant of the coronaviruses. It also shuts down, believe it or not, influenza virus. Because influenza virus is also an RNA virus that uses RNA-dependent RNA polymerase. And listen to this one. This is a new one. It also most likely will shut down RSV, which is also an RNA virus that uses RNA-dependent RNA polymerase. So all those three, what was considered separate infections, are actually extremely similar in the mechanism of replication. And by one simple approach of getting enough zinc into the cell, we could inhibit all three of them potentially for 10 cents a pill. So, And what, and what about people who took the shots and they want to mitigate the spike proteins that are in their body? What, 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 are they, what can they do? So don't detonate the bombs. So what's the trigger? You have to understand what the trigger is for the bomb. And the trigger is another COVID infection. So how are you going to prevent the COVID infection? Not by the vaccine. What you need to do is, anyone who's, in my opinion, is vaccinated is as a higher risk as a nursing home resident. So if you're high risk, you should be on prophylaxis. You should be on antiviral prophylaxis. You know, I'll give you an example. Um, we treat children with strep A. And why do we do that? Your immune system can get rid of it. And the answer is because your immune system can get rid of it. And those antibodies produced by strep A could also damage the heart valves of children, causing a rheumatic fever or rheumatic heart disease. So in order to prevent an immune reaction that destroys the hearts of children, 
we rather treat with antibiotics so the immune system doesn't do anything. Same thing here. Now you have these bombs swimming around in you. And if you were to come into contact with COVID, you do not want those bombs to go off. So what you need to do is prevent yourself from getting COVID by being on a zinc ionophore together with zinc and vitamin C and vitamin D. And if you do get COVID, you immediately start treatment on day zero. That is the only way, to the best of my knowledge, to prevent those bombs from detonating. Wow. Now, there's nothing natural about this virus. Everyone, you know, a year and a half ago, if I would have said that this is a bioweapon, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Now, everyone agrees it's a bioweapon. It was artificially made, produced. There is zero doubt this is not a naturally occurring virus. And its production started in 1999 by Dr. Um, I forget his name, from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And then it was made out, outlawed and made illegal in America. And it was then transferred to by Fauci's uh, uh, organization to China. Uh, and it was then further modified and weaponized. And the modifications were the following. They made it much more infectious, and they made it much more lethal in that it could uh, infect human lung tissue. So this was a designed, custom-designed bioweapon, and its purpose, it seems, is to create an artificial need in the minds of people to run to get an experimental death liquid. So let me reframe it. The entire reason COVID-19 was manufactured, designed, and released was to justify humanity getting 7 billion shots. Right. This is another, another question. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Another question um, was about the issue of shedding. People have been hearing that those who actually get the shot are then shedding or transferring something uh, to, to those even in the vicinity who did not get the shot. Any, any truth to that or what the, those implications are? I'm not as concerned with shedding as I am with um, the actual vaccination. And I'll explain to you. It's all about dose, do, dose exposure. The shedding is actually of the spike protein. You're not shedding virus. Now, it's all about the amount of spike protein. That you, you do understand if you inject the poison death liquid into yourself and you convert every single cell of your body into a spike factory, you'll make trillions of spikes. That's a big dose. However, if you're around someone who's shedding, meaning they have spikes on their skin cells or on their breath, and it comes into contact, you are getting spikes that way, but not in large amounts. Now, who is at risk? Well, pregnant women in the first trimester in particular, because you do not want to cause microclots in the placenta. And that seems to be happening. So I would not want to be close to a shedder if I'm in my first trimester. Who else should be careful? Well, people with clotting disorders who are predisposed to making blood clots. I would not want to be next to a shedder who's going to uh, increase my risk of clotting. 
and also messes up women's uh, cycles, which has Jewish life implications. So those are the, the group of people that I would um, caution from being around shadows. But otherwise, it's not really a big issue because it begins to drop off drastically after a few days, most likely. So that, that's not the main issue. Very minor. Got it. Where do you see us going from here, Dr. Zelenko? Hopefully not into a body bag. And that depends on the uh, path that you're going to choose. You see, I believe here that there's a religious uh, test going on. God is testing you. And here's the, the sign. Are you going to bow down to me, to God? Uh, and are you going to get your yeshia from me? Are you going to ask me for your protection? Or are you going to run to your corrupt Gilgal government of Joseph Mengele and bow down to the uh, corrupt politicians who definitely don't think about you, but think about themselves, their careers, and the deals that they've made with pharmaceutical industries uh, to line their own pockets? Um, and you're going to put your trust into them and into the pharmaceutical industry and into the oligarchs like Bill, Bill Gates. So then you, all, you know what? Let them take care of you. Let me tell you, look, um, only 10% of our people made it to Eretz Israel. 80 chose to stay, 80% chose to stay in Mitzrayim. 20% left. And then there was the door Midbar that died out. So most likely around 10% left slave mentality and entered redemptive thinking. I don't see it much different now. I see that only around 10% of people are capable of shedding you want to talk about shedding, shedding of Odazara and shedding slave mentality and absorbing redemptive concepts and redemptive thinking and hope. And what's happened over time is that, you know, Heskiyahu Amela hid the Sefer Rufuas, he hid the, the, the book of, of healing, and he's because he was afraid that people would become worshippers of idols. And that's exactly what's going on right now. The so idols are... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to since you opened up the religious angle, I want to talk religious Jew to religious Jew for a second, going in that direction, because I, I have a lot of parents of uh, potential yeshiva or seminary students who are planning on coming to Israel next year, and they are sending me tons and tons of videos of their communal rabbis or whether they're personal rabbis or rabbis in other communities who are basically saying that everything you are saying, without mentioning your name, are is lies, and with everyone ha and, 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 and these shots are the best thing, and they are the solution, and according to the Torah, we must take them, and if you don't take it, then you're going against the Torah. And here I'm talking about American rabbis, what they're telling their communities. Again, religious man to religious man, how... how, how how do you react to that? Because I'm sure you've come into uh, in, into contact with those types of conversations as well where you're at. I want to thank them because I didn't, I never really understood the Chazal that says if you have Tzuras and Klal Israel, you should look at the Dayana Israel. You should look at the rabbinate. Because if the head is diseased, it's not surprising that the body will be also. Wow. And these rabbis... Okay, let me, let me tell you about my credentials, so you should know. 
my team has treated directly 6,000 COVID patients. We had three deaths. I was the first in the world to develop an effective treatment in the outpatient setting. I published on it in the peer-reviewed journals, and dozens of studies have come out to corroborate what I've been saying. Some of the top doctors in the world are now following my protocol and have taught their students, and their students are teaching their students. We have a few thousand doctors around the world who are actually doing the right thing. And if you estimate how much patients, how many patients we've treated as a group, it's already in the millions. Okay, so um, these rabbis, quote unquote, um, what they're doing is they're bowing down to the government that they belong to. So, for example, in Lubavitch, to I'm a Lubavitcher, so I feel comfortable saying it, that in order to be by the Ohel, by the Rebbe's gravesite, on Gimel Thomas for Shabbos, you have to bring proof of vaccination. So what I'm trying to tell you is that um, these rabbis have prostituted themselves, but more than themselves, they prostituted the Holy Torah and Hashem's Ratzon by being meshuchad to Nigiyas. And the advice that they're giving is not for your best interest. And in many ways, uh, if the Sanhedrin was around, they would probably be Chayav Misa. Wow. Listen, and this is, I mean, again, for those people who are not familiar with the, with the Jewish world or the religious world, we look to our rabbis, we, 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 we ask them questions when, when we don't know what to do, and uh, all of these, and there are many, many rabbis who are telling their communities that, yes, take the shot, because doctors are telling them, and the CDC is telling them, and Dr. Fauci is saying this, um, and many, many Jews are very conflicted. On the one hand, they're listening to you, and they're listening to Mike Eden, and they're listening to the other doctors and scientists who say it's, it's very problematic, and they're very worried. But then they hear that their rabbis are saying, no, 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 listen to, uh, to the official information, and the shot is the right thing to do, and I am your rabbi giving you the hechshah to do it. And then you have plenty of Jews who are just... And Torah, Torah, Torah Jews who are totally confused. Totally confused. So, uh, I understand humanity has not seen such a level of, of corruption and evil, uh, at least in our generation. And I think that, but from another angle, it's very clear, it's like on Aiden in many ways, in the sense that there's no Teruvah's Teruvah. It's not a mixture of good and bad. It's become a binary choice. It's so clear to me where bad is and where good is. It's mostly bad. But still, it's clear to me where it is. It's clear to me where the good is. And let me give you help with that. Anyone who's increasing fear, anyone who's increasing fear that you're going to die from a, uh, a virus that can be easily handled is an embodiment of the Nachash is the Satan. And it can come in the Lubush of a, of a religious Jew also. But they're nothing more than the embodiment of, of being a Satan and arrogance. And just because there's a difference of opinion doesn't mean that one is not true. And so every word that I've said in the last 18 months has come true. And again, I don't, I'm not taking credit for this. I think it was a gift from God. But I was on the front lines, and I innovated, with God's help, an approach when, when there was none. So 
you have to know the source of the information that you're getting. And I'm referencing my opinions to world experts. Go look it up. I told you, don't trust anything I say. Go do your due diligence. But I promise you, these rabbis are not doing it, Lishma. They're not advising you. They're doing what's best for their own pockets. They're doing what's best uh, in order not to stir trouble, not to be controversial. They're prostituting Gilskart. They're prostitutes. You know, I, I think I mentioned this to you before before we, we started the um, the live interview. And I mentioned that, honestly, when I look at myself, if I had not interviewed you back in March 2020, and I would have just been hearing the official news that we were getting here in Israel, like all other Israelis, I don't know if I would have been open to hearing what you had to say also if I just would have he heard it here and there. But it's because I personally uh, heard it straight from your mouth. Everything was going on. This censorship, how you were dealt, how you were treated, uh, what was going on with pharmacies, the hiding of, 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 of hydroxychloroquine, they're not allowing it, the, the, the Cuomo forbidding pharmacies from, from giving it out. It was because that I was open to hearing all of this information from you back in the beginning in March 2020 that I started asking questions and seeing that things didn't make sense. But if I had not personally had that interview, I'm scared I would be in the same place as other people, just scared and just believing all the official information. So I guess what I'm trying to say is thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Baruch Hashem, I, I, listen, I'm doing this at great personal risk. I'm not winning friends here, not in the Jewish world, not in the secular world. Uh, I live on the razor's edge of life and death anyway because of my health. And so I don't really care uh, about Basar Adam's opinions. Um, I more care that what I'm doing is in line with the will of God. And it is so clear to me um, you know, I was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Do you know that? Yes. With, I mean, not me personally, but a group of uh, 150 doctors. But um, we've been on the front lines taking the blows for everyone. And, and I appreciate the thank you. It's a very rare that we hear the thank you. Um, most of the people that uh, who don't agree with me now are going to uh, not say thank you. And, but even if one person is, mind is opened and we can take that only 10% Jews survive, maybe we can make it 11 or 12. And, and this is a gula, I hope. I mean, I hope it's 100%, but that doesn't seem to be the case. And your family are not the, your blood relations, but those that are spiritually and ideologically inclined uh, in the same way as you. Those that put their trust in Hashem. Those are people that are trying to relax, um, bring calmness to, to other people, and not the opposite. Not the porn fear, let's call it. And so my family are like-minded souls who put God before anything else, and who put the Habas Israel before 
anything else, and who are willing to sacrifice everything for the, for for others. One one final question: uh, Do you see? I mean, again, you know Israel. In Israel, unfortunately, the man for people who do not understand Israel, we don't have any alternative media or journalists asking the questions about what's really going on. All the media sources, I mean all the media sources, are giving across the message that the shot is the only solution and basically scaring everyone, no matter what age of the virus and the only solutions to get the, the, the shot. That, and, and that's why a majority of Israelis are not questioning, are not, uh, are, are not raising the concerns. Do you see that in America something different, that more Americans are waking up and raising questions and not necessarily going with the direction of the shot is the only solution? Yes, because uh, we have uh, braver doctors that are willing to stand up. And I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about groups of... Uh, there's a firm woman, Dr. Simone Gold, who is leading American frontline doctors. Dr. Peter McCullough, who's the head of medicine at Baylor, uh, Texas A&M at Baylor. Dr. George Fareed, Harvard MD, professor of virology at Harvard, the former NIH fellow who's treated thousands of patients. He's willing to do it. His partner, Brian Tyson, Stella Emanuel. Um, and there's many, many others. Dr. Harvey Reich from Guy, um, MD, PhD from Yale School of Medicine. So the, the opinions, the thought leaders that are, have actually did their due diligence and are giving you the, the true narrative, the true information, those are the voices that are being suppressed. And um, I think that what you're doing is a small beacon of light in a very, very dark country. This is a very dark chapter in the history of the Jewish people. And I, I believe the current leadership will burn in hell for all eternity. They're even beyond doing tshuva. Because they're publicly, I don't care what they do in their personal lives, but they're taking the public, using fear, and causing them to walk into the gas chamber to take Zyklon V. And I, listen, I, the caveat I would just give you is that Again, call me naive. I believe they all believe this porn fear as well. I mean, they, they've, whether it was Naftali Bennett, the current prime minister, or even Benjamin Netanyahu, former prime minister, they both paraded their children going out in front of the cameras getting the shots. Uh, uh, regardless of what they believed or didn't believe, um, they were too quick to make uh, the decisions. And they were too proud and too arrogant to say that they were wrong. And I personally, I know for a fact that Bibi Netanyahu um, was given my protocols 14 months ago. It was hand-delivered to him. Okay, He's, It's not that he wasn't aware. I treated uh, Litzman, your Minister of Health. He knew when exactly. When he was Minister of Health, you treated him. Um, I treated Chaim Konevsky. Okay. <clears throat> and you treated Chaim Konevsky? Yes. His... his Inner Circle um, reached out to me, yes. And I've testified before several based in, in, in Eretz Yisrael. Um, uh, uh, I forget a few others, but um, there are doctors in your country now that are waking up. There are voices, uh, Dr. Finkelstein, I believe, he's a pediatrician. He, he knows the truth. And so 
it is absolutely uh, an act of ricious evil to put a poison death shot into the bodies of your children. Let's start with that. You want to do it yourself, Gesundheit, fine. But don't put it into your children. They, they deserve a chance to live. They deserve a chance to have children. And you're poisoning them because of your own fear. Because you're an idiot. You want to be an idiot? Fine. But don't make your children suffer for it. Right. And ju just to give context, I mean, I, after I interviewed you the first time in March 2020, I was trying to work with you and someone else who was helping you here in Israel, Moshe Steinerman, reach out to the Prime Minister's office and the Health Ministry. And I was personally in contact with both of those offices, with the Prime Minister's office and the Health Ministry. And I remember actually celebrating, it was like the first week of April 2020, when it hit the news that, uh, that uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu made a deal with Indian Prime Minister Modi, and Modi shipped over millions of hydroxychloroquine tablets to Israel. So when there was that uh, moment of sanity that maybe Israel was going in the direction of that treatment. But after that headline news, it disappeared. And I think those pills are still locked up in some warehouse somewhere in Israel because they were never, they were never uh, distributed to be used across Israel. Israel started vaccinating its public um, in, I think, the second or third week of December. If you look at worldmeters.info under Israel, the, the inflection point of the curve of death, the rate of death, began to spike exactly then and went up, went up for three, four months. So it was proportional to the number of people being vaccinated. Right. Right. And, and instead, we got the hydroxychloroquine pills back in April 2020, but it was uh, suppressed. I think it was the health ministry suppressed it, and, and then they were never put into use. So these people are going to go down in history as on the same level as Stalin and, and uh, Hitler. And Matt, to help you better understand what's going on, think of Stalin and Hitler with weapons of mass destruction weapons of genocide and that is exactly what's going on now well wow. so at this point just save the ones who's willing to be saved um you'll see that uh, i hope i'm so wrong i hope that i'm vilified for being a fear monger for the rest of my life because i don't want anyone to die i don't want to be right but i you, you think i would put my reputation and everything that i've worked on um on the line for for nothing. So anyway, so my bracha is to call Israel that you should have money from the godless. You should really develop a mature understanding and belief in Hashem, how your tati loves you. Happy birthday, he's just made you. And he's always with you. And that fear exists only in the psychological space where God is absent. So fill that void, that makam with the munas alakos, and push away the clippers, push away the fear, push away anyone who is trying to lead you astray to death. And put your amuna and your trust only in Hashem, because only He could save you right now, and me.
But again, I want to I, I want you to clarify that because the wonderful Jewish story, and I think we spoke about this in, in the last time as well, is of the is of the man in the house with the flood, and a guy comes to the door, come out, I'm here to help you. He goes, no, 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 I'm waiting for God to save me. Then the guy comes in a boat, yeah, yeah, I know the story. and then and then a helicopter comes, go, no, 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 I'm waiting for God to save me. So people say, no, 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 the vaccine is God saving us. The vaccine, um, you have to understand, what, what makes you think that this poison death shot is saving you? Just because it has the word vaccine? The word vaccine is nothing more than an indemnity. Well, all right, we just lost uh, Dr. Solenko. I'm sorry I wasn't able to finish up with him. Something happened, lost his connection. Listen, I'm just going to finish by saying what Dr. Zelenko said as well. I hope this information is wrong. I hope the information that he's saying, I hope the information, the logical information, the scientific information um, regarding, the, regard, regarding the state of people who take the, 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 the shot and that it's not, not only is it not really the savior it's supposed to be, but it's dangerous. Um, I hope it's not true. I really hope it's not true. In the meantime, there are just so many questions, so many concerns, so much censorship of doctors, of, of science, of information, of proven information, um, that is just getting censored, that I'm here raising those questions and concerns so people can start thinking for themselves as well um, and not to blindly go by the fear that we're all being driven to. Um, again, it's very... It's very sad, personally, when I see children, children who have close to a 100% survival rate from this virus, even without medical treatment. And obviously they should, everyone should know about the medical treatments and be in touch with doctors who know about the medical treatment so that if they do get sick, they will be treated if they do get sick. And everyone should know about what they could be doing to strengthen their immune systems um, to also potentially mitigate getting sick from COVID if they do get COVID. And that's information we're not being given. But it scares me. It makes me sad when I see little children scared, scared. Where are the people questioning why? Why? Okay, older people, at-risk people, yes, there's more room for them to think about doing everything they can, but even taking a questionable experimental shot to mitigate their risk. But young people with a close to 100% uh, survival rate, why take something that's experimental that potentially could do danger to their bodies when there's a close to 100% survival, survival rate? Why are we allowing and why are parents allowing their children to be scared to go outside and to be scared of a, of a, of, of a, of a virus that they have a close to 100% survival rate from, even without treatment? And you're scared of long COVID? Well, then go to the doctors who know about treatments. So within the first few days, you're already getting treatments. So then you could hopefully also stop long COVID. And people aren't asking these, people aren't asking these questions, just going along with, with, with the fear. And that's what, that's what personally saddens me. And you want to know something? One day I might get COVID. One day I might get very sick. One day I might die from it as well. And I know I'll be in touch with the doctors for the treatments, even, right? But I'm not living my life in fear. I'm not living my life in irrational fear. Um, nothing's 100%. Not healing from a virus, it's not 100%, even with treatment, and not being saved because you take a shot. 
Nothing is 100%. Nothing. And we do what we can. And the most important thing is to do research, to ask questions. And don't shut down people just because you're so afraid. Like, go, go behind the curtain of fear and actually look into those doctors. Listen to those doctors and scientists who are raising the questions and concerns with the science showing that there is no reason for the whole world to be rushing. The whole world, not just people at risk, but the whole world to be rushing to have to take an experimental shot. There's no reason for that. In any case, everybody, stay healthy, stay safe, stay sane. Whatever medical decision you make for yourselves, God bless you. Stay healthy. Most important thing is love and respect for one another, regardless of our opinions, regardless for our personal medical decisions. And there are so few of us who are still in that place anymore. Just doing my part to try to raise that number of people who will respect one another, will ask questions, regardless of what answers or, or, or decisions you people come to. At least have respectful discourse understand there are doctors who say x there are doctors who say y you want to believe x fine i want to believe y don't delegitimize me don't disrespect me don't and let's live together and make the world a better place and look out for each other's health following our doctors that's all i can say last thing i could say and this is another message i try to give over to people is wait a second this virus is here forever it's never going away it's never going away According to the logic of the fear that we're given, well, we're always going to have to continuously have to wear masks or social distance or continuously have to take booster shots. Does that make any sense to people? For something that's never going away, it's here forever. It's never going away. The virus, the virus is out in the world. It's never going away. Any politician, any doctor who says we got to take care of it, it's never going away. Uh, okay, this isn't Aviabula speaking. This is uh, scientists and doctors speaking. And people think that because they take shots, then it's going to go away. No, it's not going to go away. It's still going to exist. You could still get it even if you get shots. Well, how do we know this? Well, it's happening already today. <laughs> Israel already. It's happening already today. People, a high percentage of people getting sick with COVID in Israel are those who got the shots. So just getting the shots is not going to make this dose disappear. It's here forever. Why live in fear of something that's going to live here forever? Is that how we want to live our lives? Is that the type of life we want our children to live? No. We have to move forward in life and overcome fear and realize we're all going to die one day, whether it's crossing the street, whether it's falling out of bed and hitting your head, whether it's from this virus or from whether it's from something else or cancer. We're all going to die. Why live in fear? Let's take care of each other. Let's take care of our health. Let's have the medications. Let's find the doctors with treatments. Why live in fear? It's never going away. I just want people to wake up and, uh, and start asking the questions. And if they come up to the answers and say, okay, yeah, I'm going to take the shot. That's the best thing in the world uh, since sliced bread. Fine. I respect you for doing that. Don't put me down or anyone else down who's raising very real questions and concerns uh, and especially bothered by all the censorship that is taking place by government, media, social media, and, uh, and censoring every doctor and <laughs> Nobel Prize winner and heads of hospitals um, who say otherwise. Everyone stay healthy. Signing off from the eternal and ancestral homeland of the Jewish people, the Judean hills and the land of Israel, life is good. Life will be good, everybody. Stay healthy and stay sane. That's all I can say. Love you all. Shalom, shalom.
Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.